Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm actually excited today because I have with me an amazing comedian, an urban Jew, uh, Steve Lolly. Um, you might have heard of him. He's um, He's got a new show coming out called Comedians Without Cars Getting Soda which I love. I actually thought it was a joke. Um, it's real. Check it out. Um, he also is on a podcast, Pep Talks, with Eddie Pepitone, and he is a writer or writes for Eddie Pepitone. And um, you have a quote that I love, and I'm just going to uh, – this is one of Steve's quotes. Uh, White people will follow black people anywhere they go except home. Um, Steve, welcome. Hey, it's thanks, cool. Bob. Thank uh, you for having me. No, absolutely. Should I even say that you work for All Things Comedy? Am I allowed to say yes. that? Yes. Oh, oh beautiful. sure. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. all over. You're- yeah, I'm doing, you know, 23 years, almost 24 years. I'm I'm finally, uh, after 24 years, it's... Uh... Well, that, so you started when you were seven, so that's, that's good. I started when I was 19, thank God. Oh, man, yeah, it just, dude. like, where does the time go? Shit, into, into the void. Into the void. So, like, so you started doing it at 19, that's pretty early. You were... Um, how did how did you get into it? I was really bored to violence, and uh, I had gotten into acting in theater, and I was I don't know I, I you know I I was a little scared of comedy, mm-hmm. and I had done the acting, and I kind of was good at that, and it was easy, right? And then I I needed something to keep me from getting you know going on the dark side, yeah. So I I played with comedy, and I did stand up in a comedy contest when I was in college. Uh, and I won. Wow. And in, and then they, they had like, a, it was like a tier. So you win and then you go to another, like oh, a, like a final four. Right. Oh, okay. And you okay. go to the next round and then, and I got to the final round. Uh, now I'm like 20. It was the end of my 19th year. So it was like 19 turning 20. And then I never showed up for the final round. I had something happened and I couldn't make it for the oh, no. final round. It was something more important than the final round. Of right. Their, Walk the dog. Something. something. Or maybe I had some, I don't know, trying to get laid. Who knows? And, uh, yeah. So that was how that started. And then there, like with a lot of comedians, like I'm sure Brett is also like this. Then a long period of time went by where I didn't do stand up, Right. Cause I was like, well, I tried that now. You know, I have other shit to do. Exactly. And I'm scared to do it again. Yeah. And it's not easy for people to let you do it. There's another thing a lot of people right. don't know. Right. People don't just go, hey, you. Oh, my God. You, you get up get, now. Get it's up. hair time now. Take 20 minutes. Yeah, please. Yeah. Anytime. So, yeah. So, it, a combination of all those things. And I was in college. And I was looking at comedy as maybe a shortcut to, like, some easier job than. Well, stand-up comedy is definitely easy and lucrative. Right? <laughs> Like, well, I thought maybe someone would see me do. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe some. Uh, first of all, maybe I'll get laid finally. Okay. Well, that's which yeah, that's it, for it took a, lot, a couple I think years. A lot of comics, yeah. Right. It took a couple of years, but that finally happened. Oh, that did finally happen. Took two years. Yeah. All right. Like two, three. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, but yeah, so I was tinkering and, around with it during that time. Yeah. I hated college. You hated college. I, what did you major in? Stand-up comedy. I majored or? in film. In film. Yeah, at the okay. University of Central Florida. Of Central Florida. And I was basically watching old movies and getting high and not going to class. Okay. That was I, I well, went to the classes a few times. And does everybody from Central Florida end up going to Hollywood, Florida? And is that well, where they make it big? Or? I, 
Wow, Bob. <laughs> that was for, wow, dude, a zinger. A zinger from Bob Wheeler. Uh you know, Hollywood Florida's better than Central. Hollywood Florida's like South Florida. Have okay. you been to Florida? I've been to Florida. Oh. I have family in Florida. I've Fuck. been I've spent time in Gainesville it's, and Marathon yeah. and the Keys and Here's another quote. It's the place imagination goes to die. <laughs> it's really where Florida what Florida is. I'm from Chicago. Right. And so I was stuck there. My family moved and I was oh, stuck okay. there. Okay. And I went to this Central Florida whatever. You're 1920. You don't know yeah. what the fuck is going. You're no. just like, uh, I don't know where I'm going to. Yeah. No life experience. No, you know. No, that's. And were your parents super excited that you were going into film? And Absolutely then not. Okay. No. I mean, you're Jewish, so shouldn't you have been a doctor or a lawyer? I mean, you know, there wasn't a pressure to do that. There wasn't a pressure to do that. But my parents are like, they're like Chicago liberals, which means they're really conservative people. Oh, okay. They're right. really conservative people. They're liberal when it comes to the gays and the women being equal. And they're not liberal when it comes to like an artistic career. My parents weren't hippies. Right. You right. Know? Get a job. They were contribute. like, yeah, college was a thing I was doing because I was afraid of my parents. Oh, okay. And being cut off and not having a place to live. And, oh, you know, so. And would they uh, have done that? <laughs> there was the threat. There was the there threat. was enough of the threat. There was enough like a, a, a Cuban Missile Crisis type threat. Oh wow! To and I was taking out student loans, so oh, I wasn't okay. like my family didn't have them. Like they weren't paying, you know. But they were there. And, oh, okay. And it was more not the financial aspect of the fear. It was the it was the like Noriega style torment. Wow. The constant phone calls. The the guilt. The 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 shame of not making it in the world the way your parents want. So it wasn't so much because they didn't have money. So it wasn't like they were. No, that's well, that's a trip. I, my parents were like, hey, you're 18. Bye. Really? really? <laughs> have a yeah. Uh, yeah. Call us if you get work. No wonder uh, you became an accountant. Like, I would have gone the full way if that had happened to me. I'm like, all right. I'm, and I was happy. I was trying to get out when I was 12. Oh, so, so you were fine. I was. To no, I wasn't I, like that. I wasn't. I wasn't. There was no allowance that was getting cut off. <laughs> No, I was I was not like that. I yep. was like smoke weed, listen to Pink Floyd, watch movies and hang out with your your hippie type friends yep. and maybe get some pussy if you yeah. maybe. Maybe. But you're going to try a lot and right. not get it, you know. Yeah. So, well, you know, you got to you got to fail to get closer to your goal. Right? <laughs> Whatever it's, your goal is, it's, right. It's just one more step. I wasn't afraid of trying. Well, that's good. That's good. I wasn't afraid. That's of especially well, that's good in stand-up comedy for sure. Yeah. What what took you into the um uh the urban landscape um in terms of comedy because yeah we like, knew each other back we did then, sort of too I, yeah so you were so for your audience I do want to share this Bob Wheeler was the nice guy who ran comedy shows at a comedy club not the one we're taping in a lesser reputable comedy club <laughs> of which name I won't mention because I don't want to give free. <laughs> Don't even say that. Don't even don't even give them any. Bob ran the club and Bob put me up every night. I want you to know that you put me up every night of the week. There weren't 90,000 comedians back then. No. So you could just show up there. And yeah. Bob was like a nice guy. And then when you left, I don't know what happened. I stopped going because oh, wow. I couldn't get on like as easily. And I was like, is this going to be how this shit is every. So it was around that time that I had a job in Glendale. Okay. That I was a telemarketer. Okay. And I would do the telemarketing, and then I would drive to that club we won't name yeah. in the valley that you would put me on. And um, I 
that job I got fired from. Ah. And I was like, oh, do I really need to, am I going to really go do this again? I can't, I can't get the, I can't keep the job because I can't stay up in the day. Right. Because I'm up all night from the adrenaline of the comedy. Oh, yeah. And I'm like in this world where people appreciate me. I'm not getting paid, but people like, you know, it's surreal. It's like a really very surreal double life you're leading. It is. If you're successful, and when I say successful, if you're getting on. Right. Right? Right. Which we were. So uh, the job fired me. I decided not to get another job. I'm 25. Wow. I just went, packed up my car. I went, I'll find a place I can sleep in my car. And I ended up finding a black club called Mixed Nuts Comedy Club. Oh, Mixed Nuts, This yeah. is right around the time that you yeah. and I met. Yeah. And I was, since I was working in Glendale, I was like, well, I'm not going to drive all the way down to South Central. Right. I was going to the club we won't mention. When I lost the job, I went, fuck it. They're going to put me on every night at the Black Club. Right. So I started going down there. The first time I went down there, I was piss- pissing my pants. I was right. terrified. Yeah. And I killed. I yeah. absolutely fucking killed. And I it was, I will never, it's one of the greatest so I re- discovered I could be good at this. I wasn't like yeah. a con man anymore. I was like, black people think I'm funny. Yeah. Maybe I should see where this goes. So I gave up the Hollywood thing. Right. Also, I hated the improv. I, I hated the Hollywood improv. You can say that here. Yeah, I hated it. I still kind of hate them. I'm glad this club is happening again. No, it's amazing. Because I hate the fucking improv. Yeah. No, I this hate... place is on yeah. fire. And yeah, uh, cool. anyway, I ended up in black clubs and I ended up meeting like Bobby Law I don't Bobby know. If, Law, I yeah, Bobby, Law, Bobby Law, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Ramona, Donnie Keith. Uh, she was just starting then. That's how long I've been doing this. Okay. Uh, you know, Derek Ellis, and they booked shows. Right. So you could go and make 35, 45, 50 bucks. You could go play the family room and walk out with maybe 50 or 60 bucks. This is 2000. Yeah, I mean, that worked. Yeah. I'm 25, living in a car. Right. And uh, making maybe about 100 bucks a week. On cigarette, you know, I'm, I got no car insurance. By the way, the car right. insurance, I no, so, so, no so the financial, or, yeah. the, the financial aspect of this, I've just given up. No health insurance, no yeah. car insurance. I let the car insurance lap, not making the payments on the car, hoping they don't know where hoping I'm at. They, well, at so, least you could move around, move your home around. I was moving around, yeah. Occasionally staying with friends, you know, yeah. So it wasn't always in the car, and hustling a place to shower in the daytime, you know. Wow, friends places and then uh i was playing these black rooms and i was getting really funny fast oh that's cool and so that was what kept me from getting depressed i think yeah that and, and what and how long did you live in your car four and a half years Jeez, wow yeah, yeah, that's yeah. impressive yeah i mean no bathrooms so i'm imagining uh left tire got a little bit of usage yeah what did i do now i gotta think about that i really should write a journal about all of this yeah. this went down i mean go to the gym for the shower well, I ended up getting a gym membership. I did do that. That would be a smart. Yeah, that's that what was I would good. Do. I got a Y membership, and I'd go there. And then I ended up in 2005, so I get a, I got a part-time job. Mm-hmm. So part of that living in my car wasn't as bad because I had a part-time job. Right. And so I had money. Right. And uh, that it was flexible. And uh, then I met Cat Williams. Okay. And Cat Williams, I suddenly was in a totally different world. Oh, sweet. And that was, so by then I was 30. <laughs> and I was goes like, quick. Yeah. And I was 30 and uh, I had all this money and now I'm in this weird, surreal and, alternate universe. Of, and then you move from the car. <laughs> yeah. Which, I bought this, a camper. You bought a camper? Uh-huh. I bought a camper on Craigslist. Oh, okay. My friend helped me. I have a gearhead. And is that friend. what you were living in? Then I got no, the camper. The camper came afterwards. The camper came after. Oh, okay. So the camper was probably like um, 
2006. Okay. Maybe the the end of 2006 to like 2007. Okay. And then I got an apartment. Okay. So I saved all my my Cat Williams money. That's so great. Yeah. And what what was the car that you were sleeping in? A Corolla. A Corolla. Hey, it's Toyota. They're reliable. Yeah. Which was so small. They are. Those were small back in the even day. Even a five foot five man like you and I, you yes. are five five. All right, I'm going I'm with telling five, five. them. Bob so, Wheeler is five five. Okay, I am not five four. I'm letting that go. I'm five five. Ken <laughs> Williams is five four. Oh really? Yeah, and Kevin Hart is five three. <laughs> See, there's there's yeah. there's power in. There's, uh, there's, we're more compact, so it's like there's success. There is for small men. There is. We're gonna make it, <laughs> or we'll be angry getting there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's, now, did your parents know that you were living in your car? No. No. What was the story to your parents? Well, first of all, there was no social media. Okay. For the first couple of years, there were no... Oh, I didn't right. even have a cell phone back then. Right, so right. nobody needed to know shit. Right. And then, uh, you know, I had a couple of friends who um, had places, mm-hmm. so I'd give them the address of a friend's place. So oh, cool. if they wanted to send me mail, or right. that's where they thought I was. Oh. And fortunately, this only went on for a couple of years. Right. And then I met Williams and then, right. I, and then I had money and I didn't have to. Then then I then they saw my act, by the way. Right. Then they came. I oh, came cool. through uh, town and featured at the Comedy Zone. Do you know that chain? The Comedy I Zone? Uh-huh. Yeah. I featured at the Comedy Zone and did the bit about I talk about being, you know, living in a car. I can't. And were they like there. mortified? Uh, or did they laugh. They laughed because everyone was laughing along with it. It was okay for them. They cried silently inside. Then my mom, I think, had a few talks with me where she was like, "I can't believe you you did that." And I go, "Well, you know, it's past now, so yeah. relax. You know, take it easy." What gave you that? What gave you the courage to like stick with it and live in a car um, and say, "I'm going for my dream"? Like a lot of people would have been like, "Yeah, I'm going to go back home, or I'll go work at FedEx, or." Dude, I was I was my my favorite comedian growing up was Eddie Murphy ah, as a kid. Yeah. Okay, Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the audience that liked Raw was laughing at me. Right. So I didn't. It, I was high yeah. off of that, and so that carried me. Yeah, that kept me kind of in it. If, I, if that hadn't happened, then I would have probably given it. I would have found well, some other way. Well, I and I've said this. Before when I when I was because I'm not doing a lot of stand up at the moment, but uh, there's nothing there's no better drug than being in front of a thousand people and everybody thinks you're funny. Like it's the. For me, anyway, like I could stay up like three days in a row going, oh, my God, I like you just like you were talking about that adrenaline. Rush. I was in front of like 12 to 15 last night. And it was enough. It's enough. It was enough. It's enough. All right. I, okay. All right. Maybe it doesn't have to be a thousand. A thousand is yeah, no. great. If you're in front of a thousand, then right. you got no worries. Man. Right. If someone's put you in front of a thousand people, yeah. what does the main room hold? Like um, 400? 400. 400. Pretty good. Um, yeah. It's pretty. I mean, it's nice to be in a full room and people, like when you're on a roll. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I get a little nervous here because it's a, it's a main, very mainstream audience. And yeah. I see the comics go up and do, you know. Their safe shit. I mean, for them, it, for me, yeah. it would be safe. For them, it's probably their shit. Right. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I would just, I just, I just phone it in when I do the stuff I know is funny when I'm yeah. here. But I admire the comics like Mark Marin and yeah. Eddie and uh, who are so comfortable and they're just talking. And that to me is an amazing thing because I dance for my food yeah. at the comedy store. I'm like, you know. Right. Because I just want to be good. Right. And how was it? You were there Saturday night, I believe. Yeah. 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 Was Mid- it Saturday midnight. night? You were there Saturday midnight, I Is that Sam's show? Saturday? I think so. Yeah. 
Are you? I, I saw it, something said it, it went be, great. It oh, went cool, great. Cool, cool, cool. But I didn't do anything outside of what I. I mean, not that my jokes aren't good and right. But I didn't do you know I didn't do George Carlin right up there. I right. did you know you know Deaf Comedy Jam right. So hey, that works. It worked. That works. All right. Let me ask you this. I'm gonna jump back to your childhood. What did your parents tell you about money when you were a kid? Like parents? Uh, oh, oh, good question. Bob, this is good shit. Yeah. My dad told me, don't ever tell anybody how much you make. Okay. I think that's why he was embarrassed, probably. <laughs> don't ever ask. <laughs> don't right. ever tell anybody. Nobody's nobody's business how much uh, money you have. Nobody's business. Okay. <laughs> so, so between the years of 2002 and 2007, my family didn't know that right, either. Right, it's none so of their I business. Took my father's advice very to, to heart. Uh, my parents constantly argued about money. My dad didn't earn enough. My mom, my dad's Italian and my mom's Jewish, and my mom grew up with more money not yeah. not rich, but you know, middle upper class. Okay. And my dad was like, he didn't give a fuck about earning. Okay. And moving up the corporate, not so much that he didn't have jobs that were he was not a successful guy, but he wasn't interested in um. He wasn't motivated to be to advance in a right. in a corporate world, right? And Damn so, Italians. so yeah, you know, he didn't have that killer right. Sicilian right. instinct. Uh, I think my dad wanted to, you know, it's like I'm like my dad. He wanted to watch movies, eat, be left the fuck alone, right? Like a lot of men. Sounds and sounds like my fun. mom married a guy who she thought like her father was a, a hustler from New York, you right? Know? She so anyway, they were constantly arguing about money. My mom spent more than my dad could make. Right. My dad didn't make that much. Right. My mom worked, mm-hmm. but they were always, you know, arguing about it. Yeah. So uh, that's what I remember from yeah. my childhood, if you must. Uh, yeah. Did you get an allowance? Not really. No. That I remember. Okay. I may have and I don't remember. But okay. let me put it this way. If I did, it was not something it wasn't, of memory. It, it, didn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't much going in the bank. <laughs> it's... No. Uh, um, and do you think there's any, like right now you're, you're doing your thing and do you, would you credit your parents around any money beliefs that you've got going on now? Or would you say like, you just figured it out and like you, you figured out a lot of this on your own. My mom and dad kind of amazing. I don't know how my mom and dad are doing financially, but they seem to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's really great because I don't have to worry about being a kid, a grown kid who has to take care of his parents. That's a main major thing. A yeah. lot of people, the parents start to fall apart. Yeah. And then the kid has to go, right? Which yeah. I would if I had to. But I thank God, I knock on wood if there was wood around here, yeah. uh, that I don't have to do that. Yeah. And also, uh, so, they're, they, so they do okay. Yeah. They do okay. Uh, uh, but I don't know how they make it. Yeah. You know, my dad works for the Salvation Army. He's an okay. accountant there. And All right. Who may, he's 75. So how many years is he going to work? He'll probably right. retire. Yeah. And uh, I you, worry a you little think bit. they'll give him a bell when he retires? Okay. I the hope that maybe a watch. <laughs> or a bucket. Yeah. A bucket and a bell. <laughs> it's a beautiful. He, you know what? I will say this about my dad. He has a nice office. Oh, that's cool. You know, I used to go to his offices as a kid. And they were fucking. Dec- I mean, it was like it wasn't quite like an like the office, right? Like in a cubicle, right? It was an office, but it was not something you would want to. You know, it was never like, oh, my dad's office. Right. But I did visit my father and finally went to his office, and he's got a nice office now. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, nice view. You know, like yeah, yeah. And you never wanted an office. Fuck no, <laughs> never. 
I would live in an office. I could see yeah. myself living in like an office, like one of these venture sure. capitalists who've okay. got like a, uh, oh yeah, like a like a shower and a. Oh yeah, there's uh, some offices that like could be somebody's house. Right. Yeah, they're pretty pretty insane. Like Bill Murray and Scrooged. Yeah. You know, like exactly. one of those kind of high rise. Uh, well, what's your retirement plan? So. <laughs> Um, to like, get a television show made <laughs> in the next year. Okay. And then I'm retiring, Bob. Okay. So and if you want, you could take over. Okay. All cool. Right? I'm just going to get it. All right. That's cool. The, well, nobody will notice the switch because we're the same, same height because yeah, yeah. I'm 5'5". That's a good point. Um. So, so all right. So, TV show. Any yeah, other, yeah. like... I'm creating it. So, I've been writing for Pepitone. Right. Who's very funny. Yep. If you don't know Eddie Pepitone, check him out. He's kind of a one of the great sort of living comedians and uh um i've been writing for him and i'm creating a show with him and mark okay. brazil do you know mark brazil i know him but i don't know him okay so he is the creator or co-creator of that 70s show oh okay so yeah a pretty well-known show you might have heard of that yeah. made some people famous who probably weren't even as talented as the show was right right you know and so he uh and i and eddie pepitone are creating a show for eddie Oh, sweet. That hopefully will be. Yeah, knock on fake wood. Totally optimistic about it. It's very funny, and I'm learning the whole thing about pitching stuff, and. Yep. Which is a weird whole fucking thing. You got to. You're dealing with idiots. Yeah. Who have. That's another thing. Idiots with status. Man, that could be a great. (laughs) That's Hollywood. That could be an hour long (laughs) podcast. That's Hollywood. Idiots with status. That could be a good sketch show. That's a great title. Yeah. Failing upwards. I always yeah. like that one. Failing upwards. Yeah. No, I like See. the idiots with status. That's uh and um so you've got the show in the works. Um financially where do you want to be? Like what would give you comfort beyond like you've got money, you can eat, you've got an apartment. Yeah, I'd like but, to I'd like to buy a house in Mar Vista or Palms. I oh, like, that's a good I area. Like that area. Do Mar Vista. It's got wider streets and it's, lots are a little bit bigger. Yeah, they they like Palms I used is, to mm-hmm. I used to like Culver City, but they're mm-hmm. turned it into Brentwood kinda. Yeah. And I don't like it to be that, that, you know, I like white, but I don't like too white. Right. You know, just so you give it an idea of how white I am. He's pretty white. I'm pretty white, but for those you know, I like white with no street parking laws, ah. like white neighborhood, but I can, you can park anywhere. <laughs> I don't like where you have to look at a, a sign and, and, and yeah. spend 20 minutes deciding, can I park here? Right. So, so I like well, it there. I'd, I'd like to do that. And I'd like to, uh. You know, I'd like to tour more. Cool. Yep. I tour a couple months a year, mm-hmm. but my name's not big, yep. so comedy clubs don't, you know, uh, or if I'm touring a comedy club, I'm getting like the minimum headliner right. amount. Right. Um, but uh, I can feel it, man. It's close. It's yeah. real close. Cool. You know? And uh, what's the comfortable amount in your bank account uh, where you're not stressed? Comfortable amount in my bank account where I'm not like, stressed. Just oh, uh, not overdrawn? <laughs> oh, oh, like I can only I'm, say quantify like annually. Mm-hmm. If I'm making $30,000 a year, I'm. You're good. I'm good. You're, but I'm a single guy. Right. So if I wanted to get married or really right. have a woman. Yeah. An, you'd have an to. expensive woman. Well, what about a sugar mama? Like what? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I know some you people know, have sugar mamas. I know mamas. comics. Who, I know. I many know comics a- and black comics are really good at that. Oh, black really? guys. They know how to find a woman and live with them. They will take care of them. And yeah. They, and I don't know if it ends well, but. But at least at the least moment, they have that, that life Hey, it's rat. an option. They don't have to it live is in a, the car. It's a strategy. I had an opportunity to have a couple sugar mamas, and I, 
I don't even think I know. I don't even think I recognized that it was that happening till afterward. Right. There was a woman who let me live with her who was a little older, attractive too. Mm -hmm. And she, this is so funny. I, I can't believe it. She wanted me to sleep in her bed. She had right. a bed. And you didn't realize that there were. Well, she wasn't, we weren't <laughs> fucking. I mean, we, we'd fooled right. around, but. She just know, needed the warmth. She just, and it, uh, it's a, this went on for, so this is during that period. This went on for a couple of months and then, right. then that ended badly. So I guess I kind of did for a couple of months maybe, but I've always admired comics who could do that. Right. You know, have, I just don't think there's a certain amount of dishonesty that's taking place. Yeah. And I can't, I can't pull that off. I don't know yeah. how to pull that off. Do you? No, I would, I couldn't do that. But I think there's, but there's dis dishonesty on both sides, right? Because she's sort of like, oh, I'm pretending that um he's really into me, except that I'm paying for everything like a puppy dog. Well, right. I, I mean, there's a denial on her part too, or not a denial, but like it's a game. You know, I think I don't know who's being lied to more. Right. It, right. I guess it depends on the situation, yeah. but I feel like if I had to do it, I'd be the one. I'd be the one lying, right? And the woman would be the one being conned, right? Because I've never had a woman come to me and go, "I just think I'm into you. Please come stay." Right. Um. I think cataloging a couple women who maybe I could have done that with. Yeah. But it would have been bad. It would have been. No, I act. I, mean? I actually. Um. I know a comic who uh, was offered like, "I'll give you the world." I will give you everything, super uber wealthy. Um, you have to give up comedy. Oh, that's a deal with the devil. And he said, yeah, um, comedy's my passion and have a good life. And I, he really liked her, but like that's a deal breaker. You know what I mean? For some people. That's a, that's a, a vicious, diabolical kind of a, a deal to even bring forth. I know. It's sort of not. So that person is, you yeah. know, there was a girl who was really rich Jewish girl who I could have done that with. I'm thinking about it right now. Mm -hmm. Really cute. But I wouldn't have had to give up comedy, but and she was she was cool, but but I couldn't do the it was platonic. Yeah. I didn't want to sleep with her. At some point I wasn't sleeping with her. Right. So you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just never was good at it. I admire men who are. I know a couple of men who are successful comedians who use this bridge. Yeah. Of what about women? Who it must be very good for them to have look, sugar daddies. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. How many women have you met, if any, who are comics who are escorts? Do you know openly how many? Uh, not openly. I don't think any of them would tell me. I have had. Them <laughs> oh really? Uh huh. Wow. I would never repeat the name of. Yeah. The other thing is, I'm soft, man. Like when a woman likes me, uh huh, and I'm friends with her, I feel for her. Right. So I don't have that the edge chimp edge. Yeah. It, deep down, I don't have a, the edge to be like, fuck you. I'm going right. to take from you. I'm going to take what I need. Take what I need. Right. Or what I want. <laughs> yeah. Even even in my living in the car days, I didn't have the. Wow. Yeah. So what would you, what do you, what do you have? Like you, like you have uh, tenacity to keep going. Yeah. Right. Either that or. <laughs> the, or... Well, I'm comfortable now. Mm -hmm. You know, I have, I'm working. I have to deal with all things comedy, yeah. which is great. If you don't know all things comedy, that's a studio that was founded by bill burr yep. was another great great comedian mm -hmm. and al madrigal and so i have a deal with them yeah and we have a show coming out and so it's an exciting time and they're doing really well yeah. i mean from like that I, it's so great i mean they've been around what six seven years i don't even think that long man it's been i mean has it i think so i mean i think they start because i think they started out at the comedy store doing a little bit here and there i don't remember but i've only been there for two years okay so i don't know the i didn't even know they were around 
till I ended up on Pepitone's thing. Yeah, but was... they're a booming. They're kind of they're kind of where uh, Funnier Die was in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they're booming. They're coming. No, good and, for them. Uh, and so that's uh, I'm getting a lot of heat, man. I'm getting a lot of uh, opportunity. That's cool. You know, heat is a good thing yeah. just for people that are like, I, I get a lot of heat, but it's always like painful. Um, so just want to clarify for those that don't know heat's good. <laughs> heat is good in show business. It is good. Um, so what, like, what would you say to, um, somebody that's coming up and said, Hey Steve, I'm going to freaking go into comedy. I don't care the cost. Like, what would you tell somebody like that? Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. First of all, we have too many comedians. We have too this- many fucking comedians. This is what Jews do when people try to convert. They tell them, don't, we don't want we you. We don't need any more. Yeah, I would tell them the same shit. You I weren't say, chosen. We don't want, we don't need you. We need audience. Right. Your audience. Yeah, go be so, audience. Go be yeah, a good audience. Yeah, understand this. You're, if you start doing this, and this is just because there's so many fucking comedians, Bob. There does if feel there like there weren't, be, yeah. There's too many. There's too the many. The audience have become comics, like yeah. all of them. Which is a whole other conversation. So yeah. I would discourage that person. Yeah. And if they still wanted to do it, yeah. then they gonna they're gonna do it. Yeah. But I would tell them everything to keep them from doing it. Okay. Yeah. Do you- <laughs> but, but if it's really their passion, then they're like, gonna fucking do it anyway. They're gonna do it anyway. They're gonna like Steve. I don't care what you say. And then I would say go to Cantor's Kibitz room on Tuesday and hang out there. Go to the comedy store and hang out. Right. You go hang out in places where it's not too bad. It is fun. Right. People are going to disrespect you, but, you know, if you hang around, the mm-hmm. thing I didn't do was hang around. Right. I went into the black clubs, which right. is a whole other thing. Different hanging around. I didn't hang around the scene. And right. I, and if I had, maybe I'd have, things would have moved a little faster. I'm catching up now. Right. Of, well, know. that's cool. At least there's an opportunity to catch up. I mean. There was a guy named Bob Wheeler who let me on every night <laughs> at this club we won't mention. <laughs> Who's a really good guy, and I'm glad he's still around comedy. And no, comedy. I, well, I love comedy, you know? so. But thanks I'm for here. that. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I do miss, I do miss the rooms and the shows and the. It's hard for me to be an audience member. Really? Yeah. Because like people are like, oh, have a seat. I'm like, I don't want a seat. <laughs> I don't want to sit. Yeah, I'm a comic. I'm a comic. I this that's right. I don't sit there. Right. You know, I it's just weird. Why are they trying to get you to be an audience member? You've been well, in this for no, because sometimes like I have family from out of town, and they're like, "Can we go see a show?" And then everybody's like, "Sit, Bob, sit." I'm like, "I don't know." Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't want to sit. <laughs> you know? Okay, so I'll give you a little thing. Tell them beforehand. I'm not going to be sitting with you. Yeah, I'm bringing you to a show, but just understand, I'm I can't sit in a comedy show. I'm a comic. I'm restless. I'm going to be moving around and and also addressing my friends who I'm going to see and. And I'm going to schmooze a little bit and just let them know before I do that. Because I did okay, a show so last night. Right? So I, totally. what I'm saying is normal. I had a beautiful woman come to my show last night. And I, so that's a real test. Right. And I said to her beforehand, I go, just so you know, I pace around and I'm not going to be here sitting with you. Right. I'll be back and forth, right. but I'm going to be in my own head. Right. And if I go out with anybody like that to a show mm-hmm. that I. That's smart. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> I, gave you, I gave you something helpful. Yeah, you did. Right. Well, no, it's funny because that's – I know. People are like, what? Even if I go see a band, I'm like, no, no. I. Oh, well, that's another personal thing, Bob. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you've oh. got a whole other <laughs> – I've got issues. Attention deficit yeah, disorder. Yeah, well, that, yeah. there's that too. I'm, I'm seeing a You don't therapist. want to sit still in a fucking no. show. I don't want to sit – got to be on the move. Okay, what about at a movie, Bob? Oh, well, you Can know, you I don't actually a- – no, I actually don't go to movie theaters. And I 
this is sad. Ever? I mean, come on. Occasionally. If it's like if it's a Marvel movie, I do love all the Marvel movies. Okay. Like you can sit through you can can sit sit through Avengers. I can sit through Avengers. That's fine. And Star Wars. But um, that's about it. But if we take you to see like the uh, caller by my name. Yeah. Probably. Oh, call me by his name or whatever, you know. If, Which was it? Which was it? I don't know. I, I can't remember now. <laughs> Say my name. Yeah, whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> the, the, the driving with dogs or you're right. not going to be able to sit through that shit. I, I don't know. You know, because even when I watch stuff on Netflix at home, I watch it in like 20-minute increments. And I didn't used to be like that, but I think my attention – Well, that's because we can. Yeah. We used to not be able to. See, we're old oh, that's enough true. to remember. Okay, but there was a time you're old You enough. had to watch everything. Yeah, so what would you do? what did you do then? Well, then I watched it. Because I didn't have options. Right. You know, okay. I would go watch Star Wars movies like 10 times because. So this neurotic disability is, is because you have options. Yeah. Basically. See, we should have less options. I really feel like I, if amen. we had less options, amen. we'd all be more satisfied. Uh, uh, yeah. When well, I go to a what, restaurant, I want them to have. That's what they say in chicken. communism and oh, really? in, in Castro was, communist yeah. Cuba. Here I have some Everybody's Kool-Aid, equal. It. So nobody's <laughs> jealous. <laughs> drink my Kool-Aid. I got something for you. Oh man, Bob, you're sounding like a commie. I well, probably, oh, you know, I'm probably a little bit. Um, that's well, funny know. though, dude. Yeah. That's very funny. That's yeah. a, a so so. Now you don't go to movie theaters. No. Did you? Would you go see uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie that just came out? No, not in a movie theater. No, because people. So people are idiots in movie theaters. They talk or they. I went. I went and spent extra money to go and sit in a nice theater what? with the reserved seating um, for the movie where everybody was the same person. Oh, was that movie? With um, ah, anyway, like there were seven people, but they were all really the same psych, psychology. They were the same. What was that name, John? Anyway, whatever. I, I go to this movie. I spend all this extra money. I freaking sit in my seat, and somebody had poured coke in it. So then I'm sitting in sticky coke the whole movie. I don't like movie theaters. Yeah, I have issues. You no no. The movie theaters have been bad to you. They've been bad. They've been. You've bad. had you've had movie theater trauma. It's I have a lot of movie theater trauma. So it's like. Okay, so but you might see that movie when it comes on Netflix. Oh, see so when it comes or, on Netflix, okay. and I'll watch it in twenty-minute increments. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because you can't. Because I can, and it's just you know, there's other things going on, so I got to go check out my other options. Then I come back. Got it. You know. So all right. So so what I'm gathering from you is uh, don't go for your dreams if you're a comic because there's too many. But at some point we'll need a, another refill. But that's probably what twenty years away. I don't know, dude. I, I, I can't. I don't know. I would just say now there's too many comics. There's too many. Be a librarian. They don't have, well, maybe yeah, books are like, out. I don't know. Be the audience for crying Be an like, audience. Be audience be a sheep. for a while. Be a sheep. You know? Be part of the cattle. But yeah, if I was me, you know, the one thing I did do good was I started young. So Started if young. If you're one of these fucking, you know, if you're 50 and you're, this maybe not, you Maybe not thing, unless yeah. you're Rodney Dangerfield right. who did it last minute. Right. Oh, but, or how about this? He didn't do it last minute. He was a comic when he was young. Yeah, but mostly did sales. No, he was doing other shit, but he was always doing stuff. He was on TV. Yeah. He oh, really? On, when he was yeah, young? he was I, on I late was... night shows, and oh. you know, he just didn't. He just didn't. He didn't get over. But right. he was. He was. Uh, you know, he got famous when he was older. But... You know, Bob. Uh, Bob Newhart used to read the California Sales Tax Code. He was a CPA, really? and he would read from the Board of Equalization Sales Tax Code on stage. On stage. That's very dry. That's. <laughs> That's fucking hysterical. But yeah, and if you want to know sales tax law back then, it was like awesome. If you... But there's some. But he's he's laughing because he knows how fucking boring it is. You know. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's what Andy Kaufman. That's like an Andy Kaufman thing. Yeah. That he who is also very funny. Yeah. 
But um, well, listen. All right, we're get they're going to beat us up, make, kick me out. Where uh, where can people find you on social media? Okay, Lolly, L O L L I. That's my last name, Lolly. Steven Lollipop. Yes, Steven Lolly Steven on Instagram, Lolly Comedy on Twitter, Steven Lolly on Facebook. Uh, I have a Stephen Lolly YouTube channel you can go on, and uh, my website is stephenlolly.com, but it may not have the most updated stuff on there. The website is funky, so social media is the best way. And is that Stephen V or PH? V. Uh, Stephen yeah. with a V. Yeah. Tennis instructor, not Ivy League college professor. All right. Well, hey, it's been great. Don't forget to share the laughs. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. And if you have a question you would like to ask one of our future guests, you can visit us at uh, moneyyoushouldask.com and click on the record a question button. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. For more information, podcasts, episodes, financial tools, and upcoming seminars, be sure to check out themoneynerve.com. I'm Bob Wheeler. Until next time, thanks again, Steve. It's been thanks, awesome. Bob. Great to be with you. Beautiful. <laughs>